2: They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45 seconds. the a whole burst to it 20, That's a tackle. Runs about 25 stone a feet. 46 yard goal by number 39. Running back,
0: number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker,
3: a high school quarterback, is going to throw. The fake is on, he's got a first down to
0: Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones needs the tackle. And the Rams have won the Super Bowl.
3: Talk Radio with
2: Derek C.
1: Apollo and Michael Stewart. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Apollo with my co host, a partner in crime, former Los Angeles Rams defensive back Michael Stewart. Before we hop into it, we gotta just let you know this show is brought to you by Tick Pick. That is your first choice, should be your first choice, anyways, to buy tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees. Ever, Tipic is the exclusive ticketing partner of Rams Talk Radio and the Blue Wire Podcast Network, which we're proudly a part of. Mike, oh boy, Rams lose today to the Arizona Cardinals, thirty-seven twenty, and it really wasn't even that close. Could have been a whole lot worse. It was a from the second quarter on it was a complete and total demolition. A lot of people shell shocked. What are your thoughts right off the bat? First thoughts, go. Uh,
2: I think I'm shell shocked like the rest of them. <laughs> but my thoughts are just, uh, again, you know, we talked a little bit about it uh, earlier in the week. There are some concerns. Uh, but, you know, I thought they would definitely play a little bit better at home. But it looks like we were the team pressing, not the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, so, yeah, just was things were out of sync all the way around, and I'm sure we'll get into a number of the situations. But overall, it's just uh, one of those days when you play another team, and mm-hmm. as they would say, hey, they were better than us on today. Uh, but we had a lot more mistakes than we normally have had. So uh, interesting to see what your thoughts are as well.
1: Well, you know, I, I've i been this kind of guy of late, man. I've been getting myself in trouble with our Twitter followers, because I just outright have been saying it much more, just much more obviously. Okay, and the thing that I I couldn't hold back on was I, I said this quote on our face. And I said quote, not trying to say I told you so, but those of you who poo pooed us for expressing concerns about the Rams' defense during the first three weeks can sit down now. We know what we saw on film, and that's because. We do know what we saw on film. We saw a defense that gave up way too much yardage, gave up way too many plays, and kept themselves on the field for far too long. And I know the instant response is going to be, because you have a quarterback that you wouldn't trade it for, your instant response is going to be, well, we're going to blame Stafford, and we're going to blame the two turnovers. And you know what? Those are good points. But... Nonetheless, your defense almost gave up 500 points today. That gave up 37, 37 points today. You couldn't stop the run. You gave over 200 yards rushing. There isn't a whole lot of positives to come out of your defense. And on the worst possible day. We can get excited about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking the L last weekend in Los Angeles. But I'm going to say this outright. Winning games in your division, is it's always more important to get blown out of home by a team McVay hadn't lost to until this point. This is a big loss. And so I don't want to hear anybody coming here and telling us, well, you know, staff or this. We, the warning signs have been there defensively for a while. I just, I thought if they bore their ugly head, and would probably be against the Seahawks with all the talent they got. And no, no, Kyler Murray and the Arizona offense. Just, I mean, they just maul the Rams defense. There's no other way around it. And I mean, there you go. I mean, they're they're my first thoughts. You wanted them, you got them. There they are. who, that's
2: a hot one. It is hot. <laughs> but am I wrong? Hey. No, you're right on point. You're right on point. I mean, we we initially said, hey, you know, it's a little bit of ring rust because, you know, guys aren't playing in the preseason. Uh, Last week we thought, uh, shoot, well, Aaron Donald seems to be getting closer, but we've been addressing each week that other guys have to make plays so that he can now maybe get uh singled up here and there and then able to make a play. One huge thing I saw that really – was killing the Rams today is third down efficiency. When you got a team third and 14, third and 12, or just let's say third and 10 plus, you have to get off the field. Uh, a number of those times was a scramble. And a number of those times Kyler Murray was scrambling to his right. And whoever was the defensive end, outside backer on that side, you have to come upfield and make him stay inside of you. A couple times, uh the guy got called for holding and they brought it back. But you would see every time like the guy like coming in, like he's really going to go sack Kyler Murray. And the dude just dipped outside on the right, extended a play either through it or he just ran for it. And so I know defense coordinator was telling him like, look, man, stay upfield. Keep him in the pocket, make him run, turn it back in, make him go inside. And every time you would see the guy get caught, again, they called holding a few times, but most of the times you got to know you got to widen out a little bit or you got to take your route and adjust it so that guy can't get outside of you. But that was just kind of killing him where he was able to keep escaping to the right, keep escaping to the right and just keep the drive alive. And so, again, this is game four. Uh, i've said it before having you know a great opportunity to play 10 years typically if you haven't played in the pre- preseason like i did in a few years with some contract disputes by your fourth game you're in the game shape that you want to be in you're mentally more ready and sharper and uh physically you're just more ready to go so again i'm going to put some of this again if you're not playing in the preseason and getting game ready then it's going to then again take four four games to get you going. So uh for whatever that's worth and again I know we got a lot more to talk to but I, I just was like okay man you gotta get upfield why do you keep not getting upfield and letting this guy get outside
1: you know what this I, I don't know why I don't know why it, this was the game that came back to me today. But and you played in this game actually it was a 1989 game between the Rams and the then San Diego Chargers where the Chargers came up to L.A., to Anaheim, and beat the tar out of you guys, 41-27. And everybody had you guys winning that game. That was you guys were going to go in there and just you know, shell them. And it was a, very similar. The Chargers that day get, just outpaced you everywhere, every step of the way. Offense still played well, put up 27 points. But defensively, couldn't stop anybody. Now, the point I want to make off of that though, you guys still went eleven and five when the championship game. You know, you you got back up and you made it back, and it was all right. You did, you did just fine. Okay. Same thing right. here. You know, the Cardinals are a good football team. We we're finding out they're a really freaking good football team, and the Rams are going to be fine. They have winnable games. They got some things to fix, but I mean. In this, watch this thing today, everything that could go wrong went wrong in terms of defensively, and I'm not so sure it was ring rush, Mike. I mean, ring rush, yeah, sure, yeah, but you know what? Let's talk about the scheme. Way too much zone. You're off off these receivers way too much. Give them too much space to move.
2: They stayed in that zone versus the whole game. Why? Why are you doing that? You do that because they got some heck of receivers on the other side. When you go to man to man, first of all, you're going to tire out people. Now, do you want to change it up here and there? Absolutely. But they were playing some man. You know, Jalen Ramsey was in people's grill. But the thing is, when you got, I got one Jalen Ramsey, but they got three receivers over there. So, hmm. Again, if you're playing man-to-man, your back is to the ball. If Kyler Murray takes off running, you got to stay on your man. So you're playing zone so that more eyes are seeing where the quarterback is. But again, even within zones, guys have to be in the right drops. Guys have to be in the right positions. You have to even give them a false look that it may look like, man, in, in your playing zone or maybe looking like a three-deep zone, but maybe you're playing four. So okay. you have to do some things to disguise some things. But did they do that? It looked uh, pretty much zoned to me. Look like it much because yeah. uh, there were some times when they were going what we call empty backfield, and so when you go empty, you kind of have to show your hand because if you got to be covering a guy, especially if a back now that, that walks out, you got to get over there to cover him because sometimes if you don't have a nickel or dime package in you got to cover that back with one of your linebackers, which, i.e., creates some type of mismatch. But, you know, a thing that was very telling when you're talking about just overall defensive play, when you have a team backed up on their, like, two-yard line and you let a guy on a basic off-tackle play bust for, like, 65 Mm. yards, Mm -hmm. that's a problem. 52, but who's counting, right? It was a 54. Yeah, Yeah, well, who's counting? Yeah, it's like, dude just took off. He was out. And and it was like, okay, are they going to let him score? And then, you know, finally they got on him. But again, that's a prime opportunity to get a safety. There's not a whole lot of plays you can run. And again, that was basically a basic just off-tackle play. And the backer looked like he got caught inside. And then the guy just hit the little seam in the tackle hole, and he was out. See,
1: my, my whole point, though, about the zone is this: it has been obvious through the first four games the Rams rely a lot on the zone. It's readable, and I, one guy's somebody I didn't hear called all day today was Darius Williams. I mean, he's been fantastic for this team. So when you, you hear Jalen Ramsey, some, but you hear one name you heard a lot was David Long Jr. because they were looking wherever David Long Jr. was in the field, they're going there. So even in that zone, they knew where the seams were going to be, and they attacked it, and the Rams didn't adjust to that. That's my complaint. I'm not a big zone guy. I don't like the zone. But you make great points on the zone. There's things you need the zone for. But if you're not going to mask that zone much, if you're just going to play simplistic zone style play and expect Kyler Murray to not tear you up, then you're
2: smoking something. Like Well, the toughest crack. thing about a guy like a Kyler Murray, it was like in my day playing a guy like Barry Sanders. When you have a guy that can run and is shifty like that, uh, and again, that's where his height plays to his advantage. You know, before, oh, man, he's too little. And I always think about the too little thing because I'm like, okay, if he's too little now, he's been too little ever since he's been playing. So the two little thing probably went out the window in junior high, because it's like, man, I'm I'm gonna be little. I know how to maneuver around, and that's what made him such a great high school player and then college player. And again, uh like some of these guys who have played multiple sports, you could see him doing some things. He he looked like he was gonna run up the middle, and at the last minute he just flicked it to the running back on a check down and mm-hmm the running back wouldn't pick up the ball, but it was nothing anyone could do. If the backer doesn't come towards him, he's going to run. If he stays on the back, he's just going to, you know, get a bunch more yards. So one of the things is you have to just make sure you don't let that guy get out the pocket. And that's what I saw happening too often where they were letting him get on the edge and then, you know, doing a whole lot of damage when he was getting forced up the middle More times than not, he was getting hit, he was, you know, throwing the ball away, or he was getting tackled. So little things like that, you know, against a a great quarterback like him with the ability to run and now or pass uh, is very, uh, very hard to stay on top of, especially once you start getting in six, seven plays of a, a play. So now you're starting to get a little, little more tired, and the rush isn't getting as close. And it just ultimately, as we saw, can create a lot of habit.
1: So let's go back here and check out these numbers here. Before we do, we do want to ask you to head over to Apple Music, leave a five-star review. we really appreciate that. Also, want to remind you, you know, about TickPick. They've been great to us. They've been outstanding for us thus far. And they're great for you. But why? Because with tick-pick, <laughs> no fees, man. None whatsoever. None. Zero. So, we got our big game coming right away. And I'm talking Thursday night. The Seahawks in Seattle. If you're able to make the trip out there, don't worry about exhausting yourself. Trying to find tickets all over the internet. Just go one place. That's tick pick That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K. It's the original, no fee, ticket site. They got rid of all those fees. All of them. Keep it cheap. And I'll guarantee you, if you find tickets cheaper somewhere else, they'll guarantee you 110% of the difference on that purchase. Listen, I'm going out for a game this year. Mike, I'm pretty sure at some point you're gonna go. Best place to go for tickets, take a pick. Check it Ooh, out. Yeah, okay. Take, pick. take it, yeah. check it out, man. Especially if you're going to Seattle, especially for Seattle, that one's an, to me in my view almost a must win at this point. So visit TickPick.com/slash/rtr. Use the promo code RTR that's Rams Talk Radio and save ten bucks on your first order of LA Rams tickets. Here's a word from our sponsors. Check it out.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. you need indeed.
1: All right, Mike, so our numbers here. 27 first outs for the Cardinals, 24 for the Rams. Third down efficiency, you mentioned it, 8 of 13. 8 of 13 for the Cardinals. By the way, Rams 6 of 11, not too shabby. 465 total yards for the Cardinals, 401 for the Rams. 75 total plays for the Cardinals, 64 for the Rams. Average per play. Rams actually had 0.1, 6.3, 6.2 average per play. But here's the killer. This is where it really hurt the Rams. 216 yards rushing allowed on 40 carries of 5.4 yards per carry average by the Cardinals. Rams ran for 121, which isn't bad, but in consideration to 216, that's a problem. Alright. Also, also. 249 passing for the Cardinals, 280 for the Rams. Yards were passed, 7.1 for the Cardinals. Three sacks. Rams got three sacks. Stafford not sacked at all. One interception thrown. One punt for the Rams. Two punts for the the Cardinals. Seven penalty, 63 yards for the Cardinals. Five and 36 for the Rams. Here's the killer. One fumble lost. 35 minutes of time possession. 24.50 for the Rams. And... I mean that alone really kinda of tells a story in terms of how this team did. Uh, leading receiver for the Rams today. Surprising name. Surprising name. Van Jefferson, six catches, ninety yards. Six catches on six targets. Here's a problem. Five catches for Cooper Cup on thirteen targets. Think Matt Stafford was a little bit uh, a little bit too focused on Cooper Cup today? Maybe. Uh, defensively, twelve tackles from Taylor Rapp today. If that's your safety getting those tackles. He's your leading tackler. That's a problem. Terrell Lewis with a sack. With David, Sebastian Joseph with a sack and Leonard Floyd with a sack. Also got a penalty, which was eh, questionable, say at least. So there you go. Big guy for the uh, the big guys for the Cardinals. Chase Edmonds, twelve carries, one hundred twenty yards, including a long fifty four. And Kyler Murray was great 24 for 32, 268, two touchdowns, and also ran for 39 yards, including an 18 yarder. He was dangerous. And uh, what all those numbers tell you, Mike? what's your first thought hearing those numbers.
2: Well, the first thing that jumps out is time and possession. And again, when you have your defense out there, again, whether the offense, the opposing offense is making plays or the defense just isn't making enough plays, at the end of the day, You're going to start tiring. Now, again, you're not playing in the Arizona heat at a 1 o'clock game. So did the weather have too much to do with it? It shouldn't. They're in a somewhat domed stadium, if you will. Uh, But still, time of possession tells a lot. Sustained drives on one side, not stopping them on the other. The other thing that stands out to me is uh, the targets, but then the miss. Now, I guess, you know, because I hadn't really followed Stafford's year a lot, but listening to Moose Johnson on the uh, telecast, he talked a little bit about, you know, Stafford could be streaky. And I go, hmm, interesting, Uh, because he definitely was he was making some throws. He made a throw to Cooper Cuff down the middle with three guys around him. You go, that's a big time throw and big time catch. But then he had Cooper Cuff wide open in the flat on just a quick out uh, for a touchdown. And he airmails it. And he's like, yeah, my, my fault, my fault. And then again, later on, he had Higby, you know, on a rub route and kind of bounced it off the turf. And I mean, Higby would have had to make a perfect catch, but that play the where it was, it, it was in a tight window. So uh, I don't know. But I think all those things are because of lack of running game. If you're inside the five, you usually just pound it in there. You're going to get two or three yards on first down and you score on second. But we ended up fourth in, what was it, two? Something like that. We couldn't score. We tried to sneak it, didn't get in. We tried something else, didn't get in and didn't get in on a fourth down. And so – Things like that, when you're coming away with only three points or no points in a game like this, that can hurt you. Well, I mean, is there's in my view,
1: I, I thought there were a lot of little things. I mean, you're talking about Stafford, and I mean, I worked, our Twitter feed was taking a, taking a beating because we're like, we're hammering defense, and we're not really picking on Stafford too much. Listen, I'm consistent. I gave Jared Goff a lot of leeway over the course of a couple of years, and you know that, Mike. You know that. I defended him a lot. Um, but there comes a the point where you say, okay, no. Matt Stafford is human. He's going to have a bad game from time to time. Even the great ones, Aaron, you know, Aaron Rodgers, and they've all had their bad games. And by the numbers, he didn't really have that bad game. But... The little things. He was off here and there. High. The interception wasn't the wasn't the best decision out there. You know there, there were there were misses definitely, but I can't hammer him for losing this game when your defense gives up almost 500 yards.
2: I can't. You know. Well, it's it's a, you know the thing is, uh, and everyone has to keep in mind football is a team sport. And as you're saying, whether you're hammering a guy or giving him some leeway, uh, ultimately what you're saying is, hey, guy, I'm off today. Pick me up. And that's what we say. Hey, man, pick me up. Pick yeah. me up. You yeah. know? And so that's when you got to have, if Stafford is having an off day, hey, defense, we can't have an off day. They made some plays, though, but then there was times when they didn't make the plays when we needed also That to me is, again, that's what I call a little bit of ring rush. It could be a ring rust or it could be fatigue uh, because sometimes psychologically what happens is if you don't feel like your offense is going to be able to score, you almost psychologically go, well, man, we're behind already. So basically, you know, subconsciously you go, man, if we don't score on defense, well, this game is over. Anyway, so that can happen, and that can creep in. I think it's too early for that to happen, you know. And to your point, they're three and one.
1: Yeah, but I want to counter that too because you're talking about well, not going to score. Well, the Rams have been scoring. You could argue that the Rams' offense has saved that defense in the first three games. That that offense bailed them out. What we saw today wasn't new. We've seen teams slice and dice this Rams defense in all these games. Here's the difference. In those other games, the Rams defense made critical stops at critical times and even forced turnovers today. That didn't happen. That Rams defense got pushed around the field and they didn't make the stops. It didn't create the turnovers. So when the turnovers came from the offense and the whole game flips, the Rams won that first quarter. They, and, and in my view, they outplayed the Carl's in the first quarter, quarter. even with that first turnover, they still outplayed in the first quarter. That second turnover changed the whole dynamic of the game. And from that point forward, the Rams' defense, really, the exception of what, one drive? Couldn't stop them. And it was never even close. It was like a complete and total just shove the ball down their throats, make up, eat it, and digest it through. It was that bad. It, was no, it wasn't really ever even close defensively. And that's my real problem. This is my complaint. We talk about, man, we talk about, you know, Matt Stafford having an off game. I think he had an off game. Sure. I think he did. Okay. Am I going to hammer him one time when you've had four games of the defense not really showing that it can stop somebody consistently? That's my problem. That's my. Con- you you got to be able to have both sides of the ball pick you, pick the other side up. Okay. When the offense wasn't perfect today, they needed that defense to step up and pick them up. Just like the offense has stepped up and picked up that defense. For the first few weeks of the year. And that didn't happen. And so for all these folks who are out there going at and saying, Oh, how can you, how can you not hammering Stafford? Look, he was off today. And you know what? Sean McVay deserves some criticism. There were two times they went for a field goal. They should have went for it. They weren't stopping anybody. Selling for a field goal wasn't going to work. And, and also, by the way, they got robbed the touchdown. Stafford was in. He ran that ball in the end zone. He wasn't short. So. There were a couple of things in this game that didn't work out right. McVay owned some things in there. Uh, his play calling today was too conservative for who we know him to be. But bottom line, that defense has to show up. And you can you can blame I mean, is it is it the scheme?
2: AKA Raheem Morris? Is it the players? That's my question for you. Where is the fault? Well, I think you you're making some great points there, DC, in the sense that Again, a team sport, it's a pick-me-up game. Hey, we can't do it offensively or defensively. Pick us up. Kicker. You know, like their kicker, he dropped the, what, 62-yard or whatever it was, something ridiculous. And I'm like, okay, that's bad news when a dude is about you know, looks like one of my sons in high school and he drops a kick that far. And I'm like, mm, okay. Uh, so when you say fault, fault is it goes all the way around. You know, again, Yes, has the offense picked it up the first three weeks? Absolutely, we've seen that. And we've seen the outcome. Decent, defensively, uh, I haven't just really, really zeroed in on you know why are they not playing more man? Why are they playing zone? But the zone seems like a soft zone. Are they playing more cover three? Or you know where exactly are kind of the holes? But we all know that have played, you're only as good as your pass rush in your front seven. Mm. If you have no pass rush, it doesn't matter what defense you play. You can play nickel. You can play Don. You can play man. You can play zone. If you don't get a pass rush, it does not matter. They're going to find time back there patting the ball. They're going to scramble like a guy like this guy. And I think that was an advantage when you play at Tampa Bay. Tom Brady's going to be right back there in that potty. Pocket he's not he may Scramble a little bit to here or there but He's not like Kyler Murray So if you put a Kyler Murray on the Tampa Bay team Uh yeah it may not even Be close of beating Tampa Bay (laughs) Nevertheless Uh they have to Figure out what is their strength on defense are they going To be and just say hey Darius Williams and Big money man Uh Why am I drawing Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey, (laughs) big guy. Hey man, we're just going to put this on you guys. You guys are going to just lock down whoever their best two guys are. And then everybody else, we got to go get it. And so, uh, I'm just looking for a little bit more of a pass rush, but again, a guy like today is unique. And I'm pretty sure the goal was, hey, man, keep this guy in the pocket. Mm -hmm. And again, if it's me, don't let him roll out to his right. Whatever you do, make him go to his left because for whatever reason, he was going right and just, just, you know, doing his thing. So all those things being said, again, it's a team sport. This game, it was kind of defense one, oh, second, special team didn't really have Uh, much to do. And I think that's what's killing the game as well. The way these kickoffs are, and there's no opportunity to return any kickoffs. Again, you're literally taking away a major aspect that can swing the game in an instant is a kickoff return. It brings it to the 40 or the 45 or actually gets returned for a touchdown, but there's no opportunity for kickoff returns unless a team does some type of crazy squib or pooch kick or something like that. So that, that to me is also, you know, making the game a little bit distasteful in my opinion. Uh, But yeah, overall, uh, the defense does have to plug some holes and hopefully uh, they can get that done soon.
1: Well, I mean, I look at the, the, um, some of the tweets we've gotten this far focused on the defense and it's something that didn't get a pass rush. They did get a pass rush on him, but it wasn't consistent. And the key thing was also just sealing him off. You might not need to get in his face, but you don't want him free to roam. And they really failed to seal him in the box. And you mentioned Tom Bray. Tom Bray's a lot easier to, to seal in the box. He's not going to move as well as Kyler Murray is. So the challenge is bigger, but they got to do it. and They've done the past with him. I think... When you're looking at that front seven, the defensive line's going to do what it does. they got decent guys in there who are doing the job. The linebacking core probably, to me and my view, started a little bit today, both tackling-wise and getting in there and making plays happen. Where you look at how you're going to adjust to this, I'm not sure what your answers are. Your cap space is limited. You're, not, you're probably not going to go trade for anybody. You just picked up a linebacker from the Steelers. Maybe you're going to give him more reps next week as he as he gets adapted to the playbook. I mean, maybe that's your guy to step in. But you're pretty much stuck with what you got. People aren't going to want to hear that. You, you want to go trade somebody? Who, who are you going to trade? Who are you, who are you going to trade? You have who you have now. You're not going to make a whole lot of moves. You're up against a cap. You have a lot of dead space. You're not doing a whole lot. So. You gotta fix with what you got. Well, can the Rams this year turn around and be a top five, top ten defense? Definitely not top five. I don't, I don't think. I've never believed this year they had a personnel for that. But can they turn around and be a top, not a mid tier to top ten defense? Maybe. They're not done, but I really kind of, I, I, want if I could get in the head of Raheem Morris though and see what his goals are. I'd like to know, how different is he viewing this defense than, than you know, Brandon Stanley from last year? Is he viewing it in a completely different scheme? Is he trying to shift it more? For What is his end game here? That's what I want to know. I just don't think you have easy answers. You're four games in. At this point, you should be cleaning up that ring rust, okay? I mean, when people ask, what should you do? What do you do? Um. One other question we got is, why abandon the run? You know, I don't necessarily think they abandoned the run as much. I, I think that, more or less, it was pressure from Arizona. I'm not sure if you feel this way. I mean, they they had 120 yards rushing. They they were able to, to find some seams, Mike, but I saw it more along the lines of the Arizona offense making the Rams offense one-dimensional by doing what they did.
2: Well, I I think what the uh, Twitter uh, individual is saying, uh, at the end of the day, you have to have a balance of attack. Yeah, are there games you're going to be able to run for a higher average than throwing? Yes, and vice versa. But the thing is about the run, that, again, burns some clock. It allows linemen to just get after people uh, sometimes when you get in a pass mode and linemen have to be sitting back trying to block guys and, you know, stop twist stunts and guys blitzing, you know, that sometimes can play to the defense's advantage depending on who the personnel is. So I think with the wide man in the run kind of goes back to we have a great back in Daryl Henderson, but it doesn't seem like he gets enough opportunity to break one. You know, a couple of times I go, oh, man, he almost broke right there. You know, picked up five, picked up six. Oh, man. You know, and then it's like he didn't get the ball again for another seven, eight uh, plays, if if you will, Worse, the next series. And so those things, if you're a defensive coordinator, also help you because now the Rams are making themselves somewhat predictable. Now, whether you know if it's going to be this type of route or that, you know it's going to be a pass. So that allows you to change your defense up, put hopefully advantage to your side. So I, I think I would like to see, not I think, I would definitely like to see a little more conscious effort on the run. Now, you don't want to go running up in there and plays that aren't getting any yards. You got one yard, you got two yards, now you're punting. Yeah, you don't want that kind of run game, but you want a mixture of the run where you're getting that four or five yards a carry Hey, maybe we dump it over here uh but again, there's little things you know, Daryl Henderson, you don't necessarily have to hand it off, but man, if you could dump it to him and he can go go to work as we say, there was some opportunity then, but you know, I think Matthew, whatever uh may not have been seeing the field as well as he has in the past, and it would be interesting to see how Vance joseph has done against Matthew Stafford in the past, whether he's been the head coach calling the defense or the defensive coordinator now for the Cardinals, because a lot of times you go a little bit further in and you look at the history of not so much the team a guy is playing, but the coordinator that and the defensive style that he, he has had to face, and you can then find out like, oh, Vance Joseph, man, he's killed this guy every time he's played against him. So that could be something in there. Uh, but yeah, obviously you have to do a little more research. But yeah, overall, we need to get the ball. I mean, but we've said that from day one. We need to get a little bit more out the running game consistently so we can put a little more fear and again open up a lot a little bit more of the passing game.
1: Well, I think when you look at the you know, the overall how the flow of the game went too, you look at what you know, the Rams all of a sudden were down, you know, Geez, what was it? It was, 14, it was, they were down. It was 14-10. 21-13. 21-13, 14 21-13. They get that 21-13. Right. And before you know it, there's been a style field goal, come back out, come back and get a field goal. They, they munch a bunch of times, 27-13. And offensively, if you're Sean McVay, you're realizing, I'm down by 14, and when they're getting the ball, they're holding it. So I can't afford to hold the ball now. We have
2: to move downfield and score. We, well, we, and we, it's funny that you say that there, because then they did that in the fourth quarter, but it's like, yeah, you probably should have realized that a quarter before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ahead. mean, you.
1: I in in my view... I don't blame the running game as much this time out because of the way the Cardinals. The, the flow of the game. I mean, I agree, by the way, 100%. And you know me on this. I'm all in on establishing the run. I think this Sean McVay's biggest, his biggest negative as a coordinator side of him is he gets away from the run too much. I don't blame it as much today. I think the, car, the pressure from the Cardinals, especially with time and possession, forced the Rams into a one-dimensional mode much older than they should have been. And I'm not even, and I'm not even saying that's, that was wrong of them to do or right of them to do. I think the flow of the game for them didn't work out the way, the way they wanted to work. Listen, the Cardinals coming in were horrifyingly awful against the run. Why wouldn't the Rams want to run against them? The Cardinals forced them out of the game they wanted to play. It was pretty obvious, oh, the Rams wanted to run. Cardinals forced them out of it, and that's kudos to them. They played their game. The Rams didn't. Rams lost. I mean, what else do you say? The defense just didn't hold. Uh, So uh, Alex Elliott Rams says, I had to think that we were awfully flat coming off that big win against Tampa Bay last Sunday. Emotionally, we were just flat today, I thought. Uh, How do you feel about that comment?
2: Well, actually, if you remember, D.C., that was one of the things you were concerned about. Yeah. Would we come out flat off of a big win? And I go, oh, you know, these guys are professionals. (laughs) You know, they know this and they know that. But the truth is, I think we saw, yeah, man, they just weren't as sharp. Now, we've pointed out, hey, man, the defense is giving up stuff. Hey, man, the quarterback wasn't as sharp. So then you go, okay, you had the same kind of days of the week. And, you know, what did they do different? I don't know. Maybe they had a little more fun during the week. I don't know. But whatever it was, uh, it just wasn't the same as it's been. But again, let's point out, this is the NFL. The Rams play in what is considered the toughest division, bar none. Put all those things together. If we said it after four games, we were three and one, we go, man, that's a great start. Now you're going to move into what would be the second quarter, these next four games. And then you want to have, if you're three and one again, okay, now you're six and two by week in there somewhere or after. And then you kind of keep chopping it up like that. But At that level, guys aren't really looking down the road. They're going to be looking towards Thursday night because you got a short week. Mm -hmm. And then after Thursday night, you got an extra long week for the next week. So the key is you got to regroup quickly so that you can get this win on Thursday. So now you can actually enjoy a couple extra days off uh, before you get into that game. You know, that's now going to be about 10, 11 days away. Can you imagine the mood? In
1: that Rams locker room to go on a break, a ten day break, having lost two in a row, I I don't see that being a fun time. At, <laughs> they're in they're in so far. I don't I don't see that being, uh, you know, I don't see that as being conducive to what they want to do. I, something tells me they'll come back out and they'll play a great game one Thursday night. I mean, going to Seattle and winning is tough. Not sure if pull it off, but I think we'll see a lot better
2: football team on Thursday night. Oh, there's no doubt. And for whatever reason, it seems like we match up, I don't know, better against uh, Seattle. However, I know Russell Wilson is definitely going to look at this film and go, oh, okay, this guy likes to dip underneath. Man, if I need to escape, I need to go this way. So those are the kind of things that Russell Wilson gonna look at because they're similar players. I'm gonna say Kyler Murray has a little more speed. Uh, but I'm gonna say right now well, I'm not gonna say that Russell Wilson's a better passer. I think he is. Uh, just with experience and all like that. And uh, he's a better he's quarterback. How about that? Yeah. At if point. you say that, absolutely. Yeah. If you go quarterback to quarterback, yeah, Russell Wilson gets the nod. So, but I know that they'll look at this and go, hmm. We got some spots. Now, you got a big-time receiver in DK Metcalf. And so, getting back to your earlier question, why aren't we playing a little more man? Now, this might be a game, because Jalen Ramsey, he does seem to get up for the challenge. He was not giving up anything against their number one dude. And so, uh, uh, whether it was DeAndre Hopkins, you know, he yeah, had for 67, but man, Jalen Ramsey just, we say, have it on lock. A.J. Green seems to be kind of trying to get back into the role of things. But at the same time, uh, my point is Jalen Ramsey really seems to get up when he's playing whoever this big time receiver is. It like it brings his level to a whole different level. And so you got to kind of take advantage of that and like say, hey, Jalen, I'm putting you on DK Metcalf all night. And he'll be like, let's go. And so, uh, and then hopefully you can do some change up with the other guys. But you let a guy like that go after him. You got to say, well, you know, is DK going to beat him? And you got to go, nah, I don't think so. Now, will he get some catches? Absolutely. Big time receiver. But I think you got to now maybe look at a little bit different strategy. Uh, and again, Defensive coordinators, guys have been there. Rahul's not putting the panic button. He's been in the league plenty long enough to know how to make adjustments. But again, the skate stakes are high for a ramp team and expectations. So that's kind of where a little bit of the pressure comes because you want to make sure as a DC, you're doing what you can to put your guys in a position to make plays.
1: Gotcha. All right. So I mean, I'm pretty much tapped out on all this, man. I got, <laughs> I've, I've, I've got nothing else really to say. Andrew Hall asks on on Twitter, "What happened to our offense today?" I just say they just weren't in sync.
2: Just weren't in sync. Yeah. They had
1: an off day. You know, if it keeps happening, we'll hammer them. But you know, you, you, they've been good the first few weeks, and they had a lot. Of, they, People forget they had 401 total yards. So they averaged more per play than the Cardinals did. They just didn't well, have enough
2: plays. You know what's crazy? If three, if three, if three of those three passes, certain passes were hit, we probably not even saying it. You know what I mean? So that's kind of how close in, you know, overall game winning or losing is. It can literally be three or four passes, they could have made that big of a difference. So, yeah, I mean, it's not time to push a panic button. I mean, you got three out of four games that you were hot. Again, these guys don't go watch film and just don't come and be prepared. They're going to be prepared. And again, Arizona, they don't want to keep getting slapped around by the Rams. So, believe me, they came in, again, with a little chip on their shoulder, you know, because. You start mashing it up. Does Cliff Kingsbury get as much credit as Sean McVay? No. Does uh, Kyler Murray get as much credit as now Matthew Stafford? No. Oh, it's the LA Rams? Yes. Cardinals have always been boo-boo uh, or whatever. And so you start looking at those things. I'm sure the Cardinals figure they don't get any respect. So take all those things into consideration. They're going to come in a little more hype. And they also know, uh, coming off a big win against Tampa, it could have been a little bit of a trap game. So all those things being considered, we're three and one. They're still undefeated. We got a big game on Thursday, and we got to get it get it done.
1: They got to get it done. Bottom line, I mean, they have to come out there. You got, I mean, in my view, it's almost a must win. It almost is a must win to me because you it, just because of where you are right now. And do you want to go into a 10-day break with anything hanging over your head? I think you've got to win this game. And it, being as though it's Seattle and you kind of have their number, you need to do it. Now, that said, they've had the Cardinals number. This is their first loss for McVeigh in, in nine shots. But you gotta, you got to take this game. All right, folks, time for us to go. Follow us on Twitter at Talk Grants. Follow me on Twitter at DC Paul. Follow Mike on Twitter at one Don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Music. And until midweek, we're out of here. Have a great one.
2: We're out of here. See you soon.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?